Welcome to I'm Uncomfortable. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Melissa. And we've been friends since everybody's favorite time of life, puberty. Like most people who thought cutting their own bangs was a good idea, we're professionals in feeling that itchy, cringy, out-of-place awkwardness. Join us as we unapologetically explore the topics that make us cringe and how to be okay with it. Now let's get uncomfortable. Hello, this is editor Melissa coming to you from the editing bay, aka my barely enclosed patio area. So before we kick things off, I'd like to preface this episode with the fact that it was recorded on April 28th, 2020. Vanessa and I discussed topics related to the COVID-19 crisis, and we realized that depending on when you're listening, things are most likely different, as the situation is ever-evolving. So we want to express that the discussion we have in this episode is based off of the circumstances of that snippet in time. Now let's get to it! Hey everyone, Um, welcome to the first official episode of I'm Uncomfortable. So we're going to kick things off with discussing what has made us uncomfortable in the past week. So Vanessa, what's your uncomfortable moment you want to share with the class? Oh, that's just perfect. Thanks for (laughs) introducing it that way. Pun intended. (laughs) Either way, um, working from home has made me feel uncomfortable. I haven't exercised in weeks. My coworker confessed that she's been eating basically junk food. I mean, it's hard running a school from a distance and not knowing what the next steps are because literally this has never happened before. So even people above me are like scrambling to figure out what to do. And it's, it's a hot mess. Our principal's on medical leave right now. It's a lot. So it's, I think the pressure of having to perform while I'm in sweatpants is like, (laughs) I don't know. It's not working for me. What about you? Yeah. Um, I have a similar situation in the past week. Um, I think the feeling of not being productive during work hours has been what's made me uncomfortable. Um, and it's weird because it's not that I'm not getting the things done on my list. Like as, when I reviewed my to-do list from the past week, things have gotten done. But it's it's been in weird fluctuations of I have a really productive, focused day. And then the day after that, I'm I feel like I'm not getting anything done. And then the next day, I'm like tackling six things in one day. Um, versus, yeah, versus if I were in the office, it seemed more of a steady routine type of situation, but being at home, um, with my family and all of these things is, is new for me. And so it, it's easy to lose that focus. And I think that's what I've been struggling with. I mean, I get that. Um, One of the people I work with has a two-year-old and they are always making appearances in the videos. And I mean, like, we just laugh like there's nothing you can do about it. But obviously it it takes time and I know he gets frustrated. Yeah, it's a struggle and a half. Well, it's interesting that both of the things that made us uncomfortable this week center around the idea of working from home, which, as we know, is a byproduct of this whole COVID-19 situation, because our episode today is actually about some of the things that used to be normal, but now make us feel super anxious. I'm lovingly referring to it as the quarantine itch, but that sounds like some kind of STI. (laughs) Whatever. It's fine. 
Yeah, so we did a poll actually on our Instagrams and asked our circle of friends what's been making them uncomfortable. And a lot of their comments were centered around this stay-at-home, shelter-in-place protocols. And we wanted to just discuss a few of those items that came up. And one of the things that was brought up was the concept of grocery shopping, something that seems so simple um, and shouldn't be a problem has become a source of anxiety for people. Yeah, a lot of people tell me that they miss their normal target runs, which I can definitely attest, just missing walking around casually and browsing. Um, And I think we've talked about this before, but the idea of having to know exactly what you need to buy because how dare you touch anything that isn't what you need. That's funny that you mentioned, it's not funny, it's sad that you mentioned Target runs because I was just thinking about that the other day. I was like, when was the last time that I just did a browse through Target? I haven't been to Target in I think three weeks and that sounds ridiculous coming out of my mouth. I know. Um, but I would go to Target as my sanctuary after work, before going home. It's, it's supposed to be the safe place, but now it's not. On um, the bright side, it definitely has saved me a ton of money because I'm not yeah. necessarily buying the things that I see. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Same. But it's hard. I, there's just a weird vibe too. Like you walk in, everyone has the masks on. People have like put on the floor, there are stickers that say like you stand here and mm-hmm. they tell you exactly where to stand. And if anyone is trying to like walk by you in the aisle, you have to be hyper aware. Like if someone is trying to get something in that same area, it's yeah. it's nuts. Yeah, I actually got yelled at not the last time I went grocery shopping, which I think was two weeks ago now, but the time before that, I just you know I wasn't used to that concept of I was just going through the aisle and passing by where the line. Um, for the checkout was and the store clerk literally put their arm out and was like you need to stop right there and I got yelled at at, oh my god that's so serious and I was just like oh my god I didn't I I just apologized and I backed up and I just continued with my and I could tell that that person that was working at the grocery store was equally as frustrated and, and probably didn't mean to come off the way they did because I could see it in their face that they felt bad about it. But it's just, yeah, everyone on all ends are (laughs) stressed about grocery shopping. And actually the specific comment that was, that came through this Instagram poll was the fact that they were feeling self-conscious about putting an item that they had already in their cart back on the shelf. Yes. yeah, I didn't ask this particular person for more details, but I can see how I would be nervous about that. Like you had already touched this item mm-hmm. and you're putting it back yep. on the shelf. Mm-hmm. I've done it. I mean, not like I've done it. Like I've put, I've touched it and put it back. <laughs> ha ha ha. Just like I've touched something. And then, you know, my boyfriend is like, we don't need that. And I'm like, but I already touched it. Like, does that mean we have to take it? I don't understand. Yeah. Or the other side of that is, am I being one of those people that are hoarding everything, you know, right. the opposite side of the spectrum? It's like, do I really need this extra can of whatever? 
or am I just buying this because I feel like everyone is trying to stock up on everything right now? Well, that's the other hard part too. I think you don't actually know if what you need is going to be at the grocery store. And we've tried to have groceries delivered to the apartment in order to avoid going to the store. But even then, a lot of the time, something will be left out of our order and it's something that we actually really did need for whatever mm-hmm. we were going to make. And so we have to make a trip to the grocery store anyway to get that yeah. thing. And it's a whole mess. Yeah. Speaking of mess, you know what else has been a mess? It's the sheer number of video conference meetings that I've had, meetups, hangouts, whatever you want to call them. For me, it's just been a lot. And I know some of the responses that we got um, on the Instagram poll mentioned that as well. Yes. I feel like you talked to me about this the other day and you said something like Zoom fatigue and I've seen it on the internet. It seems like it's a thing. What? Yeah. I definitely remember texting you about that um, because I feel like I've been socializing a lot more than I would have normally done if I were not in a stay-at-home situation or quarantine situation because I'm an introvert and at the end of the day after work, I like to do my little drive home, um, recharge with me time and it just feels like I am on all day during work for multiple meetings, whether it's video meetings or or calls. And then I I go home, quote unquote, which means moving to a different space in my house and then logging on again for, for happy hour or another friend meeting and I know that we've been doing some PowerPoint parties that have been so much um, taking place so so much stuff which is all fun but I feel like it's just been more exhausting if that makes sense no it does I mean listen I am an extrovert normally I love talking to people I love me a good happy hour I love meeting with my colleagues but there's just something about having to like convey yourself through a tiny little camera. I just feel like I have to emote more. I have to be on so much harder than I would have to be if it was in person. Right. Like it, you can relax a little bit more if you are actually physically going to the bar or going to get grab dinner with friends. Even the traveling in itself from one place, driving to another or walking to another place in itself is a recharging moment, but because it's so instantaneous, like you jump from working on a screen in the computer and then you jump to, and I say jump and it's not really jumping. You're minimizing a browser oh, yeah. and you're opening up, <laughs> you're closing the emails for oh, the day 100%. and you're opening up Zoom mm-hmm. and then you're jumping on another thing on another call, which technically is not a, a meeting for work, but it's definitely still through that same what they're calling computer window to yes. the other side. Okay, but listen, <laughs> I, I feel like we are all, like, we're all thinking it. We're all thinking that it feels like much and that it's hard. But I don't think anyone, including me, really wants to say that because I know that I don't actually get to see these people who knows and I'll ever see these people. And so I feel guilty admitting that I'm tired of being on Zoom. And I'd rather be sitting on the couch, letting my brain rest for a little bit, mm-hmm. than hopping on, even if it's for something fun. 
Right. Yeah. I definitely think that I need that time to really not look at a screen and disconnect from the computer as a whole or my phone. And I've been super guilty of being on my phone a lot more since this whole quarantine has happened because I feel like I'm checking social media to see what everyone else is doing at home and then trying to share my little snippets of, you know, quarantine coffee making or quarantine baking and things like that. And then to hop on from that to work to virtually meeting up with friends it's a lot because I know that when we weren't in quarantine, I wasn't really going out on the weekdays. I'm like an old lady. Like I like to stay home and read a book and watch HGTV, you know, but it seems like I feel an obligation to join these Zoom parties and Zoom meetings and family game nights and stuff because it seems like people are in more need of connection because of this forced separation. Yeah. Not having the option to meet up with people, even though in a normal situation, you probably wouldn't meet up with these people as often (laughs) makes people want to meet up virtually more. It seems like, at least from my perspective. So no, that makes sense. I definitely understand that. Um, yeah, I think part of it might be about like whether you're joining in because you want to, or because you feel like you have to. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like you have to do it, then you're treating it as an obligation. It's not a break anymore. If I feel like I really want to like have a PowerPoint party with my friends or a Netflix watch party, that's very different. The, the Me opting into that is very a very different feeling than me feeling like mm-hmm. I need to have XYZ meeting with people. Right. Yeah, so you're right. already approaching yeah. it differently. Just thinking about the things that I've just said, I don't want to come off as like ungrateful or, you know, oh, boo-hoo, she no, has so many I'm friends. No, but that's what I'm talking about. See, it's like we feel like, <laughs> oh, no, you have friends? You poor thing. They want to hang out with you? Oh, no. So sad. So sad. But there's, there's, I think, a certain truth to the fact that it, it's hard to really put to yourself out it there all. all the time and balance it on, mm-hmm. top, on top of having to be so on for work. Because they're not staring anywhere else except for your face and the screen. Right. One, one of the things that I'm thinking about when we're talking about seeing people again and being able to hang out and actually do things like go to the grocery store, the idea of society reopening again, I know we saw a meme about this on Instagram, of course, how the idea Always Instagram. of society reopening is, is a little bit stressful, but I have to admit that the idea of going out into the world again is kind of stressful to think about. Yeah. After all of this, what, six weeks, I guess it depends on where you're currently staying in place. But for me, this is week seven of working from home. And not that I'm saying that I've gotten used to this lifestyle, because I definitely have not. I'm definitely continuing to adjust. But the idea that I'm seeing on the news and, and conversations that are happening, slowly trying to transition back to quote unquote normal life makes me anxious because it when you take a look at the number of testing that's that's happening, it's still well below what we need to have it at in terms of daily availability 
and access to testing and to have the discussion of reopening restaurants the way they were and and having people go back to work just doesn't seem like it would be progressive. I feel like it would make us have another spike in the number of cases well, and exposure. That's the problem is I don't think everybody thinks that way. And this is the thing that I know is making some people uncomfortable. The idea that there are people who don't believe that this is real. So they're like COVID-19 is a conspiracy and who just want everything to reopen again. And there's this one girl getting like so much heat because she was <laughs> protesting and she was carrying a sign and it was like, it said, give me my senior year back. And someone in oh, yeah, the comments the wo- oh. was like, oh, I'm so sorry that the virus took away. Have we tried asking the virus to stop? Have we tried that yet? <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. Wasn't she, yeah, wasn't she the same girl that was like, I want, I want to go to my prom and, yes. and all of that. And granted, yes, that's a sad thing for seniors that are not only graduating high school and in college because they got the last half or last couple of months of their school year taken from them and seeing those friends that they might not, may not see again. But this is bigger than that, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, like this is definitely a much bigger issue, obviously, than prom. Yeah. Well, or- I mean... I guess as a high school student, that that is difficult to understand. And I can't even say, looking back, like, oh, like, if my prom had been taken away, I don't know. But then there's that level of, like, well, where are your parents? The assistant principal (laughs) in me is coming out. Hold on. Let me backtrack a little bit. Yeah. I mean, to tie it back to some of the responses that we got talking about being an essential worker and working in a city that is protesting right now. They're protesting the shutdown. They want everything to open again because they don't believe that either it's real or that it's as big of a deal as the media is making it out to be. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. their whole and- thing is, let us reopen society. The economy is going to crash and burn. And they're not wrong, but also death. So, I mean... you <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't be laughing at that. No, but, but priorities It's just here. ridiculous. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. That that definitely is anxiety-inducing to think that there's people out there. Because let's say in an ideal world, a few months from now, there's a vaccine and it's available to everybody. There's still going to be people out there that don't have access to the vaccine that are immunocompromised. There's going to be people that choose to not get the vaccine. Mm -hmm. There's just so many factors that just goes to show that there is no real going back to normal. There has to be new protocols in place, new standards in place for just going to a restaurant or going to a bar. How many people can we stuff into that bar now after this whole thing happened so just thinking about all of that stuff and how the normal standards of society was and how we shouldn't be rushing in my opinion we shouldn't be rushing to get back to it because there's so much in terms of logistics that needs to happen before we can at least I can feel comfortable living a normal life well I don't know well 
Part of the reason why we launched this podcast in the first place was to name the things that are making us all uncomfortable, but also figure out a way to deal with it. You just got to figure it out. So here are Vanessa's tips and tricks. I'm just kidding. It's not that kind (laughs) of podcast. (laughs) But I do have some suggestions that are not mine. I will not claim them at all about how to make it through some of these situations. So the first one Mm -hmm. about grocery shopping in general, one of my coworkers is like super organized and she actually has written her grocery list in order of the grocery store because newsflash y'all the grocery store is not random they hire people oh my when i learned this my mind was blown i'm sorry that's the whole other thing but they organize the grocery store a certain way to promote you buying certain things some people even say you can avoid the middle aisles altogether which i mean i don't know about that's what i was gonna say that's what i was taught you want to do the perimeter of the grocery store to do the produce the you know poultry that's where the stuff is yeah but like the cake mix is in the middle just saying and apparently everybody's a baker now because all the flour is always gone. So I'm raising my hand. That's you. I see it, but I'm raising my hand. <laughs> that's you. It's fine. Um, but so that could be a tip is organizing your grocery list and the layout of the grocery store, which will reduce the yeah. anxiety of like wandering around because that's something that made me anxious. And also, mm-hmm. well, if you make a list in the first place, it's going to decrease you taking something and potentially having to put it back. Yeah, and I know that maybe not everyone has the flexibility in terms of time to do this, but what I've done when I know that I'm like, okay, I have time on this day, this week to go grocery shopping, I, if I know that I can't find everything that I'm going to need in one grocery store, I plan the timing for that. So it's like, okay, I, I don't know if this is still a thing, if there's still allotting the early hours of the grocery store opening for like older most places um, citizens yeah well I try to time myself to get there right when that that segment of time ends and then I've noticed that I as I'm leaving the grocery store I'm seeing that line of people starting to form outside so I've missed that wave but yeah, so I try to plan it that way too. And also if you have that grocery store list on top of that, then you're going to be in and out real quick. So mm-hmm. that's a good one. I didn't, in, I'm going to do that. I know. I'm going to take a look at my list and plan it out. She told me that and I was from, legitimately mind blown. Yeah, so, that's a good there's one. There's that. And then as far as Zoom fatigue goes, something that people who have a home office sometimes say is to separate yourself for different parts of your day. And this apartment is super small. So meeting room one is the couch and meeting room two is the table. (laughs) And that's just not working for me as much as I'd want it to. However, I have found that if I take my more serious calls at the table, it gives it more of like a formal structure. It feels better. And then if I take Mm -hmm. my one-to-ones or just more casual meetings on the couch, it doesn't feel as difficult. I'm not sure if it's the change mm-hmm. of location or l- the legitimate rigidity of the table versus the couch. Unsure, but mm-hmm. it works. You know, another thing to add on to that when having so many meetings and this potential for Zoom fatigue is I try to make it a point to go outside. Um, I know that that term is not really what people 
they're asking you to do right now, it's stay at home, right? But I I mean just stepping outside of your door or going into, the, for me, I go into the backyard and just stand there with my cup of coffee for like 10 minutes. Yeah. And just take it in. That's true. If you because, have a balcony, maybe go yeah, on to that. Or even if you don't feel comfortable going outside, <laughs> open your window, just get some air. And I think really taking that time to whether it's five, 10 minutes to just remove your eyeballs from the screen will help because it's helped me. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. And going back to quarantine baking cooking situation, I found that a lot of people have been coping with quarantine life with taking up new hobbies. I've seen a lot of people picking up their paintbrushes for the first time in a long time. Guilty. People are reading more. Guilty. People are learning how to cook. Um, Out of necessity for some of us. Right. And I think that's a positive out of all of this. Overall, I think the thing to keep in mind really to help you cope with all of these things is that you are not alone. You are not crazy. Zoom fatigue is real. Not wanting to join a Zoom call is also real. Feeling like you're stuck or you don't know what to do or being afraid of the world are also very real things. And it's important to remember that you cannot control what other people do. So the idea of society reopening or people protesting, like what you can control is you staying six feet away from that other person, not touching them, washing your hands right after you leave the grocery store or interact with another human. Those are things that Mm -hmm. are within your locus of control. And I think the part where we get overwhelmed and feel anxious is when we try to figure out what's going to happen in the future. What is a restaurant going to be like? What's a bar going to be like? What is everything, Mm -hmm. the whole world, is it going to be different? Yeah, obviously, it's going to be a little different. Somehow, some way, it has to be after something like this. But that's not your job. You don't have to control what those things are going to be like. You can only really control yourself. Wow. I just feel like I had a therapy session just then. free of charge. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, But also disclaimer, all of these things that we are suggesting as tips and tricks and things like that, these are coming from our personal experiences. Um, And, you know, in talking with our circle of friends and our coworkers and things, we are in no way (laughs) therapists, but I, you know, I, I would hope that this episode and discussing these things that are prevalent right now may help somebody feel like like you said they're not a crazy person we are all going through this and everyone's going to react and absorb it in different ways yeah so actually um we have a friend who shared a article with us i think it was the harvard business journal describing that the discomfort that we're feeling in this situation is grief and we all know that there's different stages of grief and what we're all feeling uncomfortable about in these past couple of of weeks can be seen as that. And so we need to be a little bit more forgiving of ourselves and kinder to ourselves through all of this anxiety. Um, And we'll get through it by baking and painting and doing whatever you need to do to stay sane. The important thing to remember is that you are not alone. This new normal is uncomfortable, but being uncomfortable, it's okay. Join us again next week as we release another episode. Yay! See you guys then. Stay safe. Wash your hands. <laughs>